Hello and welcome to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central, sickest New York Giants podcast on the planet, universe, don't matter where you are, it does not get better than this. Welcome to episode 13, I'm your host Desmond Novak, it, it's going to be a, a short but sweet episode, Giants-Bills is going to be a nightmare, that's all I got to basically say in this one, hit it Sammy. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Giants Central. Incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. The sickest New York Giants podcast. It's going to be sick. All right, y'all, the NFL season's going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet just 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and baby DraftKings ain't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweeter offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 6sports. New customers can score 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets when you bet just 5 on the NFL. That's code 6sports only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown, ladies and gentlemen, it's yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. If you're in New York, call 8778 Hope and why, or text Hope and why. Whew. Oh, man, these, these ad read offs are, are really getting to me. But with uh, that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, Giants Bills, this is going to be, like, part of my language, this is going to be fucking terrible. This is going to be really fucking bad, man. <laughs> like, I am terrified. No Andrew Thomas, no Daniel Jones, no John Michael Schmitz, no Aziz Ojolari, probably no Saquon, maybe no Darren Waller. Maybe no Evan Neal. Like, I said it last episode, but it almost feels like the Giants sold their soul for the the two Super Bowl wins against the Patriots because, good God, it feels like every year there are just so many injuries. But one thing that I'm in a, in a very weird way excited for is Tyrod time. Tyrod Taylor, bit of a re- revenge game, I guess. Not really revenge, but... You know, it's been a couple of years since he's been on the Bills, but he's back in Buffalo, going to be starting this game, obviously, with no Daniel Jones. And again, I'm kind of excited. I won't say he's better than Daniel Jones, but I think that he has a lot more big play potential at quarterback. He's, he definitely is going to throw a lot of more deep passes, be way more aggressive down the field than Daniel Jones will be. They have somewhat similar, similar skill sets, especially on the ground. They're both great in Tyrod Taylor is definitely better in the pocket, but when it when it comes to getting runs out of the pocket, both are very good at that. I I, I don't know what to expect out of Tyrod. He looked pretty good against the Dolphins defense in the limited time we saw out of him, but this Bills defense is a lot better than that of the Dolphins. And man, I'm just so scared. I will say the Dolphins will not have either Matt Milano or Tre'Davious White. Arguably, their two best players both went down. I know Tredavious White, unfortunately, I believe it was an Achilles tear. Matt Milano, I'm not sure. I just know he's hurt. That wasn't a good injury, obviously. Regardless, so even without them, this isn't a defense to mess around with. They rank, again, this is the higher the number, the better you are on defense. I think the NFL does it this way, so I probably shouldn't keep repeating it. But anyways, they rank 24th in passing yards allowed, 28th in passing touchdowns with just four on the season, 23rd in passing yards, and are tied for first and interceptions with eight. So 
that's not good. And in general, they're also first in turnovers, period, including fumbles and all that with 13. They might be missing bodies, but it clearly does not matter. And, you know, I'm kind of scared for Tyrod because forget the fact that <laughs> he's going to be playing with like a generationally bad offensive line. He has to go up against this defense, and not only just his pass defense, their pass rush. They rank first in sacks with 21, third in pressures with 58, and despite only blitzing on 21.9% of plays, they're first in pressure percentage, which is pretty absurd because on paper, their pass rush isn't that insane. Like, on paper, it's a good pass rush. Like, forgetting... Like, almost thinking about it, like, in, stupidly enough, in, like, a Madden sense of, like, just looking at their names for the casual fan, this isn't an insane pass rush group. But, obviously, names don't matter because they've been the best in the NFL so far. So, when you go back and look at no Andrew Thomas, no John Michael Schmitz, probably no Evan Neal, that's bad because you already have Josh Izudu who's been terrible, Marcus McKeithen, who's been terrible, and now you have to fine replacements to the point where Justin Pugh, who was signed not even no a week ago at this point, maybe a little over a week ago, is probably going to be the favorite to start at right tackle if Evan Neal isn't good to go. Like it's going to be looking probably like if no Evan Neal, uh from left to right, Josh Zudu, Mark Luminsky, Ben Bredesen, Marcus McKeithen, Justin Pugh. That's not ideal. That is like far from ideal. But I will say something that the Giants could take advantage of is the Bills rushing defense. They're not the best in that category. They rank eighth in rushing yards allowed, 15th in touchdowns, and first in yards per carry with 5.8. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins didn't have a good run defense either, and the Giants average like two yards per carry because their offensive line is dog shit and there's no Saquon Barkley. So at the end of the day, having a bad run defense against this Giants team, it doesn't matter. But when you compare that to the defense, of or no 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 when you compare that to the Giants offense so you have this top of the line uh Bills defense let's look at the Giants offense which offense which ranks this is so bad to look at 30th in passing yards 32nd in passing touchdowns 6th in interceptions 22nd in rushing yards 21st in touchdowns and 24th in yards per carry that's bad that's really bad and then again going into the offensive line on the season, they've given up 100 pressures, 100 pressures through five games. That is like, how, how do you do that? How do you put together an, a, a professional level? They're not professional level, but just, you know, speaking as it should be a professional level offensive line that gives up a hundred pressures. And then alongside that, it said PFF gave them 18 sacks, which I don't believe obviously the Giants have given a more sacks period, and they are probably are blaming a good amount of those sacks on Daniel Jones, as they should. But period, 18 sacks through five games isn't very good to begin with. Then you take into account that Daniel Jones has been sacked a lot more than 18 times. It's just bad. I really, I don't have a game plan for the Giants this week because all of the offense's best players, they're gone. Again, no Daniel Jones, no Saquon, Andrew Thomas, John Michael Schmitz. And, and then you bring in the fact they might not even have Darren Waller. Darren Waller popped up out of nowhere in the injury report this week. I don't know if he practiced today or not. I don't even know if the injury report for today is out or not. But again, that's all of your top playmakers gone. Maybe if they, that's the best part. All of these guys I just listed, they could play. I still wouldn't give the Giants a chance to win because we've seen them fully healthy. 
And when they were full health in in week one, they lost 40 to nothing to the Cowboys. And the Bills are better than the Cowboys. Like, at this point, the only hope I have for the offense is Tyrod Taylor pulling some magic out of his ass. Like, maybe he'll give Jalen Hyatt a bomb like he did in the preseason. Maybe he'll make some, some things happen on the ground by extending plays in the pocket, which is something Daniel Jones can't do. But at the end of the day, they're going to be running. Their running backs are Matt Breda, another revenge game. Eric Ray, who runs the ball really hard, but was struggling with vision and even fumbled the ball against the Dolphins. And I can't even say Gary Brightwell because I believe he's also on the injury report. So you have two not very highly touted running backs against a elite defense. And they might not be an elite run defense, but that doesn't matter when you have this shit show of an offensive line. And that's actually hilarious because I just said shit show. And in my final bullet point for the offense, I have, it's going to be a shit show. Like I expect almost a Cowboys week one caliber of blowout. Like this is the worst team in the NFL right now, the Giants, at least offensively. Defense, I'm going to get into it, has been pretty good this season considering the teams they've played, the offensive firepower they've had to go up against. They've held it down to an okay extent, but offensively, I don't think there's a worse unit in the NFL. Offensive line, none worse. Quarterback play, none worse, arguably. Definitely worse quarterbacks than Daniel Jones right now, but like numbers-wise, might not be any worse. I mean, again, they're they're 32nd in passing touchdowns, 30th in passing yards. You can argue about Daniel Jones's talent, but that doesn't matter when he's not putting up numbers. Is it all his fault? No. Is it is a lot of it his fault? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm done with offense. I don't want to depress myself too much. It's a Friday. I'm trying to have a good day here. Defense, something to get a little excited about. Not really. It's probably going to be pretty bad on the side of the ball, too. Giants defense isn't bad. We know that. But the Bills offense is scary. They're Fifth in passing yards, tied for fourth in passing touchdowns, and are eight, but they're eighth in interceptions. Josh Allen has made a lot of bad throws this year, which gets into my next point of Josh Allen, who Brian Dable spent a good amount of time hyping up uh, during some press conferences, as he should. Uh, he has moments where he looks like he's the best quarterback in football, like moments where he looks better than Patrick Mahomes, who Patrick Mahomes look kind of human this year, but I digress. And then he has moments where he looks like the worst, like he has moments where. It's like, what's going on in your mind? Like you need to, you need to calm down type of moments like against the Jets when by all means, the Bills should have won that game by a mile and Josh Allen just kept giving the Jets the ball and kept giving them chances. So really what's going to come down to it for the Giants defense is what version of Josh Allen are they getting? Are they going to get MVP level or are they going to get whatever the hell version he is when he's not good? But at the end of the day, the Bills are coming off a gut-wrenching loss of the Jaguars, loss on the last second. I guess it was a lateral play. I thought they had enough time to get the ball down, spike it, and try a Hail Mary, but Stephon Diggs said otherwise. Regardless, they're going to be pissed coming into this week. They, I just, I'm so scared. Like, I don't even know what the Giants can do to win this game. Like, usually, I try to break down what both teams are good and bad at. Try to give, like, an objective take of, like, oh, if the Giants do this or this, they can win. I don't know what they can do. Other than, like I said, Tyrod, Tyrod Magic. I like, I don't know. And then that's another thing. If Tyrod plays well, and I want y'all, if you're listening, to let me know in the comments or on Twitter. If if Tyrod Taylor plays well, do the Giants bench Daniel Jones? Like, are they going to be that committed to winning to where if, regardless if the Giants win or lose, they, they're not going to win this game. If Tyrod Taylor has a good game, behind the shit show offensive line with no Saquon Barkley, potentially no Darren Waller. 
garbage receive. I won't say garbage. Not a good, great receiving core. Do the do the Giants bench Daniel Jones? I know for a fact, me personally, I would consider it. Tyrod Taylor, again, he's better in the pocket. I feel like he's going to be way more aggressive regardless of my Kafka system because he probably has it in his mind that, like, I need to play well. If I want to extend my career, even though he's probably going to have a very long rest of his career because teams know what he's capable of. But if I want to have a chance to be a starter again, it happens right now. Regardless of the team I'm playing against, I need to sling that rock. So again, maybe if he plays well, we won't see Daniel Jones anymore, which is sad because I just got this this nice little bobblehead for, of him from Foco. Thank you, Foco, again for sending this. And it, it would be sad to see Danny go. Back to the the, the point the point at hand here. Uh, the Bills passing games elite, run game middle of the pack. Like they're between like. 11 and 17 in every stat. So it's not really worth getting into the running backs aren't anything to go home about it, They're not, I'm not worried about their run game, despite the giants, not having a very good run defense. Um, but overall giants defense has been solid this year, had forced three turnovers last week against the dolphins, despite going into that game with zero and the dolphins have the best NFL they defense, ugh, best offense in the NFL. But then again, the bills did beat the dolphins a week prior. So I don't know. Defense talked about the offensive injuries. Defense is pretty healthy aside from Aziz Ojolari, who at this point just can't stay healthy. I know I was labeling him as kind of injury prone, which is a phrase that I hate using, but he's he's kind of living up to that. Because to me, injury prone isn't like a really like a JJ Watt where like it's just back to back bad injuries. It's more of a player like Aziz where it's just a little a ton of small injuries that kind of add up. That's more of like an injury prone player to me, even though again. I don't like that phrase. Um, again, he's out. So it looks like O'Shane Zimenez is going to have to ball out. And I, I know he's not. Uh, the Bills offensive line has allowed 52 pressures, which is fine. Like, that's not good. That's not bad. That's not bad. But they've only given up two sacks, which a lot of that is probably on Josh Allen and his ability to just get out of the pocket and make plays happen. So in all reality, it could be a pretty quiet game for the Giants pass rush. Both Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence were very quiet against the Dolphins. Both only had one tackle and one pressure. Hopefully they pick it up. The Bills interior offensive line is fine. They have a bunch of like solid but not great guys. So I'd hope Dexter Lawrence can take advantage of that. I kind of want to see him matched up over rookie Osiris Torrance. One of my favorite players from this recent draft class. I mean, by far and away the best guard in the draft. I was kind of surprised when he fell to where he did, even though he only fell to the second round. Um, I want to see Dexter Lawrence lined up on him. That is probably going to be the best way to make Dexter effective because even if he's doubling, even if he's getting doubled, he's still going to be able to take advantage of a rookie. Um, I, at this point, I guess if I had to come up with something for him, try to make Josh Allen make stupid decisions, run some confusing sets on defense, blitz the hell out of him, make him throw the ball right into our hands, I guess. Kind of like what they did with Tua. Uh, Mike McDaniel said after the game that the Giants did not do what the Dolphins were expecting them to do on defense at all. And obviously it worked out Tua through two picks. And I mean, the fumble that wasn't really a result of a defensive set, but still three turnovers is impressive. Um and honestly, try to frustrate Stefan Diggs. It seems like every week I love Stefan Diggs. It seems like every week, though, he's having like a little hissy fit on the sideline and flipping out on Josh Allen or his offensive coordinator. Try to make him frustrated. Try to like take him out of this game, make that locker room even, I won't say even worse, but try to make that locker room upset. Because if you know what? Come out of this game with something, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna lose this game badly, make Stefan Diggs want to leave even more. 
But overall, this is going to be another big test for Deontay Banks. He's held up incredibly well against guys like C.D. Lamb, D.B. Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, and now he's probably going to be up against Stefan Diggs for the majority of this game. Played great last week against Jalen Waddle. I don't think he was on Tyree Kill much like I thought he would, which probably was a good thing. But then again, Tyree Kill balled out. Uh, Xavier McKinney has to keep showing up on the field. Forget any questionable comments he's made in in post game. I get he's the captain. He's still very young, and he need, he does need to grow up. I understand his point of view because it's true. What he said last week about the defense and lose the Giants that game, they didn't. But at the same time, it's not something that he should be saying. Have, I guess, a little bit of accountability, even though real, in real reality, there should be accountability for that. The defense did give up a lot of points, but they gave the Giants offense equal opportunity to match those points, and they didn't. This isn't going to be a fun game regardless. Regardless of who plays well on defense, it's not going to be fun because I don't think the offense is going to be able to do much, which brings me into my next and final talk or talking point here. If the Giants fall to one and five, which they're going to, I, I hate being the pessimistic fan. They're not going to win this game. And if they do, I'll do something crazy. I don't know. I'll, I'll put something out on Twitter where if the Giants win this game, I'll do something. I don't know. But if they be, if they move to one and five, do they become sellers at the trade deadline? I know they play the commanders, which could be a win. I don't know who they play in week eight. But in my opinion, I think they should. Guys like Leonard Williams, Adore Jackson, Aziz Ojolari, and maybe, maybe Xavier McKinney could be dangled in trade rumors. All of them are in need or will be in need of an extension, and the Giants might not want to pay that. I will say out of all the names I listed, the one guy I want to keep is Xavier McKinney. I've seen his name floated around way too much in trade rumors. I don't think people fully understand like how valuable a safety like him is. He has his struggles. He has said, made questionable comments uh, in press and re- press conferences. Whatever, man, I don't care. He's a very good coverage safety that has helped the Giants a lot in getting and not getting killed in the D pass game and restarting next season with a new safety probably wouldn't be great. I think Dane Belton can be a fine player. He's a good coverage safety, but he's really, really bad against the run. Jason Pinnock has had moments where he's looked great. He's had moments where he's looked bad. Overall, those are two very inconsistent safeties, and sure, you could draft someone, but is it worth taking a chance when you can probably extend Xavier McKinney at this point for pretty cheap? Like, to me, that's not worth, it's not worth resetting over. I would consider trading everyone else, especially Leonard Williams and Adore Jackson. Both have, I know Leonard Williams has a ridiculous cap hit. Adore, we have enough, the Giants have enough depth at corner to where you could probably live with getting rid of him. You know, you have Deontay Banks, Cordell Flott. Maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't, but still, you have enough young guys to where if you're going to commit to tanking, you can at least give them chances like Trey Hawkins, who hasn't been good, but you can give him reps. Aaron Robinson, whenever he comes back, uh, Darnay Holmes isn't young, but you can see if maybe they have something in him. There are a lot of options at corner. Nick McLeod, too. I kind of forgot about Nick McLeod. He was really good at times for the Giants, especially as a run stopper. And I'm kind of excited to see what he can be if he ever gets the opportunities again. And if they trade a Dory Jackson, that could open the door for him. Overall, this season's been awful. Like, Nothing, nothing has been good. Like they're sure the comeback win against the Cardinals was cool, but they shouldn't have been down 28, nothing to begin with. They should have beat the Seahawks. 
they should have been close against the Niners and the Cowboys, and they haven't been. It's very clear that this team, in whatever state it's in right now, is not ready to compete. And at the at this point, if they're going to fall to one and five, got to change something. With that being said, going to wrap it up here. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you guys can be updated when we have a new release. Thank you all so much for watching. I'll see y'all in the next one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Giant Central, on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.